Welcome to The Book Podcast, where we discuss books about the book, the Bible, with your hosts, Scott Moffitt, Gabriel Penfield, and Gary Karwaski. Welcome to number seven in our series of the most Googled questions about the Bible. This is the book podcast, and I am your host, Scott Moffat. And today I'm joined, as always, by my fellow podcasters, Gary Karwaski and Gabriel Penfield. The topic we examine today is a controversial one. That's why it's the most Googled question. It's about tattoos. It seems that the the popularity of tattoos has continued to grow, even amongst Christians today. This is a question that many believers and unbelievers have wondered about. What does the Bible say about tattoos? The quick answer, I believe, is a lot. Now, many progressive Christians would disagree with that analysis, and that they would argue that the Bible actually says very little about tattoos and of course, the moral rightness or wrongness of getting one. However, progressives are known for their lack of affirming the final authority of scripture for faith and practice, which is one of our underlying tenets. So while it is true there are no direct references to tattoos in scripture, that will be explained in a few moments. Let us begin with the go-to verse used by those who are anti-tattoo. They, see, they say that tattooing is immoral and that the Lord forbid it. Where, guys? What verse? Oh, we're going to go Old Testament, Le- yes. Leviticus 19, 1928. Now, what do we know about Leviticus 19? That is in the Old, Old Testament or the former dispensation. The only translation of the Bible that actually has tattoo in that verse is found in the NIV, which says, do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. However, most Hebrew scholars would have a more literal translation of that text, which might read this way. And a cutting for the dead you will not do and make that in your flesh. And writing marks will not make, you will not make on you. I am the Lord. So this idea of inscribing words on one's flesh or symbols on one's flesh for the remembrance of the dead is prohibited in the Old Testament. However, the word translated as to by the NIV is really the word marks in Hebrew, and it's got a difficult root word to know the exact meaning. So an important question that I I think should be answered is, when did the word tattoo actually enter into the uh, the English language? Yeah. Any guys, any ideas? Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing with dinosaurs, right? You don't see the word dinosaur in the Bible, right? That wasn't until the mid-1800s. Same thing with tattoos, right? You don't see it in the Bible because... NIV is obviously a newer translation. They're going to put it in there if they think it's translated that way. We don't see the word tattoo until at least the late late, late 1700s. Um, mm-hmm. King James Version um, populated by the phrase. It was released in 1611. So it's too early to use the word tattoo. If the tattoo is made in 1700, King James is 1611. 
obviously tattoo is not going to be in the KJV. Um, notice that in KJV it translated, you shall not make any cuttings on the flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Notice it admonishes the believer, you shall not print any marks upon you. That would seem pretty clear, but do you want me to go into why it wouldn't be? Oh, uh, well, we know this prohibition found in the law was based on a history that Israel had with Egypt, right? They were enslaved for 400 years. What was that history? Somebody reiterate that real quick. What's the well, history? I, of I think the Egyptians used tattoos, mm -hmm. uh, especially on females, uh, more so than men. Uh, they were associated with fertility. Um, Egyptian tattoos were located all, all kinds of different spots uh, on the body. It was kind of like a, almost like a superstition to protect the gals during the birthing process. Yeah. Now, what about the Canaanites? Yeah, Remember, uh, Abraham was directed to move to Canaan. Mm -hmm. So what, what about the local indigenous population? They're, they're called Canaanites. What was going on there with tattoos? Yeah, I mean, the Canaanites would cut the body during rituals to false gods. In 1 Kings 18.28, we, um, it says, So they cried out with a loud voice and cut themselves, according to their customs, with swords and lances, until the blood gushed out on them. <laughs> Does not Ew. sound pleasant. That's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> uh, apparently, this was done to mourn the dead and honor their gods. Um, Leviticus text is a response to this practice to the Canaanites, right? You will not make cuttings in the flesh for the dead, mm -hmm. nor print marks upon you. Right, because Israel's coming into this new land, right? And what's Israel's tendency throughout their history? Take on the worship of other gods, right? Take on the practices of the land, take it, and then put those above God. Follow the culture that they find themselves yeah. embedded in. Yep. Sounds, sounds to us today. Sounds uh -huh. familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And let me make one one uh one correction there. It's not tattooing, it's cutting. Mm -hmm. So they're cutting themselves. Now some Progressive Christians argue that there is no clear text found in the Bible, which I said before, and that uh, then would relate to modern tattooing. I was wondering, Gabe, mm -hmm. what insights you might have, being that you're of the younger generation, what, what is usually the um, mood of young people when it comes to tattoos? Yeah, so I mean, personally me, like, I don't have tattoos, right? And I really don't have a desire right. to get a tattoo. Right. Um, well, I hope not. Yeah. I mean, the way I see it is the Bible teaches about extremes, right? We don't want to go to extremes either way, right? If we go to extremes either way, we're alienating people, right? Um, you see this in several, you, you see it like, for example, when it comes to sin, I don't try to get up to that line of sin, get as close as I can without going over, right? When it comes to lust, when it comes to lying, when it comes to um, other sins, you don't yes. try to get as close to the line as possible. It's the same thing when it comes to tattoos, right? Tattoos, I feel like, are you're trying to get to that line of rebellion, trying to get to that line of um, of tr um, trying to avoid the other people. You're trying to get to that line as close as possible. And I, I don't see it that way. You alienate so many people that whether you're conservative, whether maybe you have a different opinion about it, right? You go to a certain church, you go to a certain group of people, they see those tattoos, they see those, um, maybe their piercings or whatever. And they see you in a different way, right? You're not leaving a good impression because of that. And maybe, and maybe we'll talk about Christian liberty in a little bit. We'll talk about different things. Maybe, maybe you have a different opinion on it. Maybe you think Christian liberty allows you to do that. Even if you do think that, you're still isolating people that you could be ministering to by doing that. Can right? I focus the question a little bit more though? Yeah. What I was asking you was, 
what have you seen? Like you're at a Christian college right yeah. now. Are you finding that you're, are you seeing people with tattoos? When Gary and I went to Christian schools, there was nobody that had any tattoos, not a one. What are you seeing currently? It, it's definitely and, more, it's definitely leading to being more accepted, right? There are piercings, there are tattoos. Like, um, I mean, it's variations, right? There's, you could have people that tattoo a little tiny tattoo on their wrist. Okay. Or you could have maybe people with the full arm sleeve or maybe the neck sleeve or whatever, but you do see it even on a Christian college, it, it's becoming more accepted. The culture accepts it more. So it's definitely leading that direction. What do Christians usually get if they're going to get a tattoo? It depends. I mean, it could be a flower, it could be a Bible verse. A flower or a Bible verse is what you usually see with a lot of Christians. Um, uh, the word Jesus, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. An eagle yeah. on your or back. a butterfly on their leg or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think Gabe's got that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, now I was looking online, Gary, and um, the idea was put forth that a believer should seek an answer to whether or not they should get a tattoo, and they gave this helpful, supposedly step by step, on how to make a choice. And first of all, they said that you should study the Bible which is always a good thing, but then you should pray about the wisdom of making your choice of getting a tattoo and then seek the guidance of the Holy spirit. Do you think that's actually a good formula for determining whether or not I should get a, a tattoo? Well, I think it's a good formula for determining a lot of things, but maybe not necessarily a tattoo. It's, it seems mm -hmm. like it's not applicable. It's, it's pushing it. I think. Um, it's it's pressing uh, a situation that probably I mean you know you it, it just sounds silly. Does it, I'm asking the Holy Spirit for guidance on whether I should get a tattoo or not. It just sounds funny, you know. It just does. I've had people actually come into my office when I was pastoring and say the Lord's told me He's directed me to get a divorce from my wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's does the Bible speak clearly to this issue, and you know. Like, like uh, I mentioned to you earlier today when we talked about this uh, about this recording, the word homosexuality, like tattooing, is mm -hmm. not found in the scriptures because it's a, a word of, of a more recent uh, occurrence or, or um, you know, being made up, um, originating. And I don't need to do a Bible study, nor do I need to pray about it or ask the Holy Spirit to guide me whether or not I should be a homosexual because the Bible clearly teaches in other words that this is a wrong action to do. And so um, maybe uh, I might suggest that that's the way that um, the idea of, of tattooing should be approached. The word wasn't coined uh, homosexuality until the 1800s, just like the word tattoo wasn't uh, coined until the 1700s, as Gabe mentioned by Carola Maria Benkert. That's a mouthful. Uh, and it's a word that's borrowed from the Samoan language, T-A-T-A-U, which means to strike. So it has more of the idea of um, cutting or slashing or striking to it. So what, what's, what's the reason? This is a question for you guys. What's the reason for the practice of tattooing? Why is it so in vogue today? I can understand it in a animalistic culture or a pagan yeah. culture, but why is it now in vogue? I mean, coming from somebody who's kind of, I've talked with people, right? I've seen the reasoning behind right. it. And it's, it, mindset would be fit in, right? People, a lot of people do it. 
you look cool. I think the other thing is they think it looks cool, right? It's it's a fashion statement, right? Whether it's the clothes you wear, the things you do. It's the same thing when it comes to piercings, when it comes to tattoos, right? Self-expression. Yeah, self-expression. It's artistic, right? You can you can do different things that other people don't have, right? You have a unique tattoo that's unique to you. People like that. Gary, how what was it associated with when we grew up? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a rebellion. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we grew up in the 60s, you know, rebellious 60s. And uh, he's, he's fudging it a little bit. That's, that's 50s and 60s. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think it was looked at as being, you know, like a like a, a bikers you know, or kind of a thing. You or know, military. Or, or mil- yeah, military. The Navy yeah. guys with mom on their chest or a boat or something. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. they got drunk while they were out on leave and, you know, Rio de Rio de Janeiro, you know, and that's what they ended up with. Um, this website that I, I looked at argues that the New Testament is silent on whether a believer should get a tattoo or not. Well, I'll agree that a silent doesn't use the word, mm-hmm. but is the scriptures really silent? I know it's a gray area, right? Absolutely. There's a lot of gray areas. Absolutely. But we should have personal convictions that are driven by the truth of scripture, even though it might not mention something specifically. And so um, there are biblical principles, which we're going to get into in a few minutes, that should guide our decision making. But let's begin with, uh, first of all, should kids be allowed to get tattoos? Hmm. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. We see little girls uh, go out and get piercings and stuff, sometimes without their moms. Uh, I've known aunts that have taken little girls out to get um, piercings. You know, that's kind of mild, mm. really, really. I, but what about tattoos? Well, what verse might we apply biblically to this text? And if you think of others, please mention them. Yeah, well, I mean, we're staying with the aspect of children. Uh, if parents do not desire for their children to get a tattoo, they need, uh, this should fall under uh, Ephesians 6. One and two, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. That's the whole thing, but it's a whole concept of if you know you're doing this contrary to the mom desires, and dad said no. Yeah, mm-hmm. mom and dad said no, you shouldn't do it, period. Mm-hmm. So kids should only be permitted to do this with the approval of their parents. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So that's the first principle. Yeah. The second principle, Gabe, is found in uh, that I I think we should share is First uh, Peter 3, 3 and 4. You want to read that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, First Peter 3, 3 and 4. Your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair, wearing gold jewelry, putting on addresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. So what's this saying? Yeah. I mean, it. It's, it's saying you have two parts, right? You have your outward appearance. You have your inward appearance, right? Mm-hmm. The focus shouldn't be on the outward. It should be focused on the inward. And now that doesn't clearly explicitly say you cannot get tattoos, but it also shows that maybe you should be looking at the motivation, right? For, Where should your focus be? Your focus should be on your inner spirit. should be focused on, we'll talk about it in a little bit, glorifying God. Why is but, that though? Yeah, because that's what matters eternally, <laughs> 
Right. This body. Well, what did what did what were we told in the Old Testament? God looks where? On the inward. On the heart of man, right? And so your motives and why you're doing something, if you're so focused on the outward aspects, uh, it doesn't have to be tattoos only. Um, Can ladies come to church with too much adornment on the outside that they Mm -hmm. want the focus to be on themselves and rather than the Lord? You know, so that's that's the question that the person has to answer for themselves yeah but um yeah and if they're and specifically this is written to wives yeah uh if, mm-hmm. you, if you look at the context mm-hmm. of first peter there um so that's ab- absolutely right if your whole if your purpose is to draw attention to yourself by whatever various ways there are that shows lack of humility mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to, that's that's certainly a problem in the christian life yeah. it has to be a balance though yeah, I had a pastor when I first uh, started going to church with my wife after she got saved and I got recommitted. And he used to say, um, you know, there, there needs to be a balance in this. Um, and he, he said, any old barn needs a good coat of paint, you know. Okay. So, so ladies need to take care of the outside, but only to a certain extent. You need to not overdo it. The focus can't be on the outside. It's got to be on the inner man. Right. Yeah. So that's. Um, um that's kind of the idea now tattooing isn't that kind of a focus on the outside of the person rather than the inside yeah it, it, it definitely can be because i mean as you're saying right it comes down to the well story. it is where do you want the you focus know? to be right when when i look at somebody what's the first thing you see right probably going to be the, the piercing the tattoo right whatever and then you if make i'm dissatisfied with my nose or yeah. you know my chin which Maybe I am. I don't know. I have thought about it today. But what what do people do when they're dissatisfied with their outward look? They go and they get surgery, right? Yeah. Cosmetic surgery to change their appearance. Could be. Now, I'm not going to argue whether that's right or wrong, but that is a, an inordinate amount of yeah. focus on one's appearance. Yeah. I, I, I used to, I had somebody ask me about this one time and I said, well, if a designer and a builder built this beautiful home that he was extremely proud of. He designed it and he built it. It was gleaming white. And then the first occupant of the home came in and spray painted all over the sides of the house and put symbols on it. Do you think that the designer of the home who left it just as the way he intended it to be would have been happy? I don't mm, think so. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. And that's and that's permanent paint, right? It's, it's not paint that maybe it can change one day because it it get, it's permanent, right? It's going to stay there. So who's the designer of the human body? Your creator, God. Yeah. Do you think he's happy if we're making all sorts of changes to it? What does that say about our um, motivation and our feelings about how God created me as an individual? Now, now I understand that some people have terrible things happen in their lives and they need to um to have work done as they say mm-hmm. um maybe they're in an accident or something like that but uh there's a there's another passage in scripture from first corinthians that talks about how our choices and our actions can either glorify god or or, or not what's that verse gary yeah it's uh it's first uh, corinthians ten thirty one. whatever then you eat or drink or whatever you do do it for the glory of god so that leaves that leaves the uh, question of uh, is getting a tattoo does that glorify God? So what's the motivation? 
right? Yeah, it's, it's I think I, that was in a film one time. What's the motivation? I think that uh, was, yeah. What's your motivation? I think that's right. Um, yeah, it's uh, clearly that should be true about everything in our life. We're, we should be God focused. Mm. And, 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 and I think tattooing becomes very self focused. Mm -hmm. And that's just the opposite of what the scripture admonishes us to do. Mm -hmm. So our heart is supposed to be impacted by the word of God, right? And we're supposed to be changed. We're born again. But what about the body itself, the outward body? Does the Bible speak to that as well? You, and you, you were just talking about the spray paint right on the side of the building, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way God created us, right? Um, but you look at 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you've been bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. There right. And so, and one of these, maybe one of these principles isn't super convincing for you, but you look at like as a whole, right? These four or five, mm -hmm. six principles we're, we're sharing, like it kind of points to the fact that, hey, maybe you should think twice before, think twice before permanently marking your body. Cause maybe right now, Maybe you're really happy with it, right? Maybe in like two weeks, oh, this is awesome. But give it 10 years, give it 20 years, give it 30 years. And then in the Bible, verse that you starts sagging. Yeah, it, it looks bad. Maybe you regret what you put on, right? There's so many changes, right? <laughs> Having it permanent is not the way to go. I like what you just said there, because that relates to what Jay Warner Wallace is going to tell us. He's the detective and he talks about how circumstantial evidence he says, you can prove somebody's guilty without a body, without any direct evidence by circumstantial evidence, which is you mount those, in this case, biblical passages was what you were talking about. You mount those verses as proof and you make your point by a thousand cuts. You might not want to have one that says, don't do this, but by the multiplicity of evidence that you gain from scripture, you can make a solid case that you shouldn't or should yeah. do this and and this isn't just in putting stuff in scripture right dinosaurs aren't mentioned in the bible we see dinosaurs um homosexuality is not mentioned we we see that um also what was the one i was going to say oh yeah the trinity right you don't see the word trinity anywhere in the bible but trinity is a very clear concept that's displayed in the bible like this, this isn't us just randomly making this up this is this is in the in scriptures principles there and what does Paul say our task is to be as believers we've been called well we all know the the uh, great commission we're going to go out and make disciples, teaching them to uh, observe all things and to be baptized and so on and so forth. But in 2 Corinthians 5.20, we're given pretty clear instruction there by Paul. Gary, what does he say there in 2 Corinthians 5.20? Yeah, I got it right here. Um, we are to be ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to god so if we're ambassadors to christ mm -hmm. what is the message that a tattoo uh expresses to someone else that has to be thought of too because um typically well you know let me just throw something out here mm -hmm. um is the tattoo in a place that can easily be seen does it make a difference if the tattoo is in a place that's typically under clothes that very few people will see, uh, does that make a difference? Because now you're talking about, let's say it's on your, someplace that's usually covered, we'll just say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
and that uh, would not be seen in public ordinarily. Does that make a difference? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the whole idea for me personally. And um, I think the whole idea is that our bodies were made by the designer and they're supposed to be made perfectly and that we should be happy with the way that he has created us because he knew us in the womb, right? All the way till mm-hmm. uh, we are now. Um, I think it, to me, to mar it is to mar what the creator made. That's my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah. And now we're getting into that really gray area. But I do think the more it is observable, as you're saying, Gary, and arguing, I think that really creates more issues that yeah. need to be addressed. Yeah. Like the whole face tattoo. Like, that makes yeah. oh, yeah. a big difference. Like, like Mike Tyson, remember him with the thing on his face? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I've got uh, something I want to add too. Um, as some of you know, that I just retired here. What? From first- Yes, mm-hmm. I retired from Cornerstone Community Church, and we've got a new guy. They had a praise service, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there were some hallelujahs. Just kidding. There were some Just hallelujahs, kidding. and we got a new guy coming in. Mm-hmm. He's thirty-six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he has tattoos on his arms, mm-hmm. but this is from before. previous, from before, and so he's really concerned about those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when he came here to speak. He made sure he wore a long sleeve shirt. And he asked me, he said, will tattoos matter? I said, well, I told him, well, for now, it's probably good to keep them covered. But I said, once people get to know you and who you are, I don't think that will be as much of a, an issue. But nevertheless, they're there and he has to deal with them. Mm-hmm. I had a friend, um, a, actually a... Um, congregant at my last church and he was in the army and he had fallen in love with a girl and they were intending on getting married and he had her name tattooed on his arm in huge letters it went from the top of his arm all the way down to the bottom well that's not his <laughs> wife's name <laughs> so i mean you can see the issues that that would raise yeah. oh yeah 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 so Uh, This last verse that I pointed to in Romans 14, uh, verse 23, it says, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats because his eating is not from faith and whatever is not from faith is sin. The idea here is that all of our actions, all of our choices, all things we do should be done out of a faith in God and his principles that we find in the scriptures. And that if we have any doubts about some action, we shouldn't do it because then we're entering into a sinful act. Mm-hmm. So I think m- many Christians wonder if tattoos are a sin. And, I, and Gary, you kind of addressed that a little bit with the guy who had tattoos from before. You can't change the past. Mistakes right. are mistakes, or, or if you think they're mistakes. Um, but to get a tattoo isn't necessarily a sin unless it's violating your conscience of what you think is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, that's I pers- of, Go ahead. Uh, that's kind of the stance I take. I don't. I don't think getting a little cross in your wrist is like, okay, this is a definite sin. I think it is a conscious issue, right? Don't make your brother stumble, right? There is Christian liberty. But at the same time, if somebody was to come up to me and ask, I'm going to adamantly advise against getting tattoos, against piercings, right? That's that's what I'm going to say. That's what I believe. That's what I feel convicted of. And that's what I feel like scripture is teaching is that there is a- I think most of us would say that for a woman to get piercings in her ear one piercing for mm. her yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah that's 
being doing it in modesty or, or, or moderation, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So we just want to be clear that we're not against all yeah. piercings. Yeah. yeah. So I, I his, throw it in there. I'm talking about like facial, right, like right. You know, more extreme. Historically, though, in the church, getting a tattoo has been seen as a sinful act. Mm. But now things are changing. And unfortunately, the church has changed in many ways in our time period, Gary's and mine. And all things that do change aren't necessarily good. Mm. They might be accepted, but that doesn't make them right. So um, let's be clear here. If someone has a tattoo or knowingly gets a tattoo and it violates their conscience, they're not going to hell no. because of no. it. Because Christ died for their sins, past, present, and future. Yes. You place your faith in, in Christ once, right? And, and you're saved by that act. So anything that you do, whether it's right or wrong, cannot change your eternal situation with Christ. And it can be forgiven. So there are these diagnostic questions that i kind of penned here if someone's looking for a pros and cons whether or not they should get a tattoo the first one there gary ah, you think that's fair the first one is a good one i love it do you think jesus would want to get a tattoo <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and uh so why would he want you to if he, if he wouldn't why would he want you to do one i mean yeah. and then i'd have to ask that question what kind of tattoo would he get um where would he put it you know i mean it gets kind of nuts but i don't I think, think he's going to get a cross no <laughs> no he's already yeah. got tattoos here on, on you know on, over there so uh yeah that's a good question you know I, and i think the answer is probably not you know i i just don't see that happening yeah second one there gabe yep do you want a tattoo in selfishness um, or is this tattoo you really want for the glory of God? <laughs> Will it possibly offend others who are weak in the faith? Right. That same thing of don't make another brother stumble. And what what did or would your parents say if you have told them about this? Let me, let me add something here. I don't think that ever ends. Mm. My child is my child, whether I'm 80 and they're 60. So parents yeah. and their opinions need to be considered even by adult children. Yeah. Doesn't go away. Just, not just I raise, you know, we raised our kids, yeah, and they owe us respect and yeah. not just parents, but also elders as well, right? Elders exactly. in the church, um, those mm -hmm. that are because I mean, they've lived a lot longer, they have the experience, trust them. So, the third question here that you need to consider before getting at too is what is it going to look like in the future? Mm. You know, when my sin, my, my sin, my skin is sagging in 30 years, how is that going to affect people that see it and your testimony? And is this just an impulsive choice that you're making to get a tattoo? I'm reminded of the Beatles song when I'm 64, right? Yeah. Will she still love me when I got saggy skin with faded ink all over the place, you know, mm -hmm. or won't she? So I close here with the admon admonition. You need to think before you ink. That's right. More, like more importantly, think biblically before you do such a drastic action. Any other comments or questions or thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, you're right about that. It's primarily it's, a, it's an impulsive reaction, and they're not thinking, what is this going to mean because this is permanent, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, you know. Uh, and there are, there are folks who, uh, I guess you can get them removed, 
but it's a kind of a it's a tough yeah. process it, and not know, fully they're always and, yeah. and there's expensive, always something there painful. yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 and, so. and and a lot of it's just reaction right people want the reaction of others and it's like i know i know people nowadays they don't like the older generation right i know people nowadays don't respect them right that's just the culture we live in now but oh. you're but no, <laughs> listen, li- like, listen, right. When you get a tattoo, when, when you make it obvious that you're doing that, you're isolating yourself against generations before, right. You're saying, I'm really only focusing on the generation I'm in now currently, which is Good one point. generation that's young that may change in the next few years. Like just <laughs> keep in mind, different generations, keep in mind, different opinions, not just your own, not just your friends, right. Think outside the box. So we say, think. Before you ink. Yep. Think. All right. Thank you for joining us on our Google question. Should we, should or Christian or non-Christian get a tattoo? And uh, we'll see you next time. This is Scott Moffitt. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell if you want yep. to get more of these. And we certainly appreciate you coming and visiting with us today. Yes. Bye to all. Gary, you want to wave? Okay. See you next time. See you next time. God bless you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Book Podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support us, like, follow, subscribe on any podcasting platform, on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Simply type in at Hear the Book Pod, at Hear the Book Pod. Thank you. See you next time.